This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about the technology that affects us all, but few of us understand, presented in a format that can give you some basic understanding and the time it takes to drive to the grocery store. I'm Luke Covey, an independent journalist who's been writing about various technologies ranging from renewable energy to digital security for more than 40 years. I probably know more about it than you do, and if I don't, I will introduce you to those who do. Welcome back to an abbreviated version of Crucial Tech. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about um, consumer protection laws. Uh, It's kind of an interesting thing uh, that's going on because right now uh, we have a law on the books in California called the the California Consumer Protection Act, uh, which was uh, passed unanimously by the legislature last year. that is similar to the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, uh, to protect us from companies that are collecting our data, but will sometimes let that stuff get away. Uh, For example, Experian. Experian had a hack where it got a hold of uh, social security numbers and passwords and account information for a whole bunch of people. And uh, in, uh, in Europe, they actually got sued for that. Uh, but the problem is in California, the law exists, but it's kind of toothless in that you have to apply to the California attorney general, and then he has to determine whether you have a case, and then the state will go forward with, with it. Uh, you can't do that on your own if, if, if a group of people decide that they want to sue a tech company. So uh, State Senator Hannah Beth Jackson has uh, introduced Amendment SB 561 to allow consumers to sue major tech companies under the CCPA. Uh, and th- this, is, this law is, one, is the first state in the United States to give le- residents legal authority over their online data. Under the CCPA, companies must disclose data collection and use practices, as well as give consumers the right to opt out of the selling or sharing of their personal information. Uh, consumers have also the right to request their data to be deleted, uh, which is similar to the uh, European Union, except in uh, in Europe, consumers ha- consumers have the right to opt in. Uh, so in other words, unless you decide to tell the companies in California you don't want them to do it, it's going to be done. In, uh, in Europe, uh, you have to actually say, uh, say that you will allow them to do that. But this action will actually give some teeth to the California law. Um, and that's going to start something, I think, that a lot of people aren't really thinking about because, as I said, this is usually just focused on the companies that collect the data. But those companies buy technology, server blades, uh, computers, hard drives, all kinds of stuff that is inherently insecure in its design and cannot be made secure. So a company that like Experian could get sued for this and then they could say, but we did everything we could to protect it. The 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 equipment that we bought from Intel had a hole in it, and that's how it got hacked. So there's a possibility that hardware companies may be covered under this. 
and I have not been able to get a legislator to talk to me directly about this, but I did go talk to one of my friends, Ashok Babar, the CEO of Axie Auto Corporation, and he gave me some insight about where the problem is and how it can be fixed. Uh, full disclosure, Axiato is a sponsor of this podcast, and uh, that's why one of the reasons I can go to them, uh, and they are making technology to fix this problem. So let's go to that uh, interview and see what Axiato's CEO has to say. Now we've got the GDRP in EU, we've got the uh, Consumer Protection Law in California that has been delayed, as I understand. Um but companies are already getting fined by the EU. And right. these are companies that are collecting data, that you know, passwords and usernames and data files and things like that, which is bad. Right. But eventually, one of these companies is going to realize, hey, you know, we did everything we could. And the hack actually came through the hardware, which you and I both know is inherently insecure. Right. And I've been writing about this for some time. So my question is, are we going to see the hardware industry realizing what the problem is and starting to really address the problem? Or have they, are they just shaking in the boots, waiting, you know, thinking that nobody, nobody has recognized it yet, but we're in, in deep trouble? I think, I think the hardware companies know that there is an issue. Uh, there are no regulations for them to act on it, right? So if you're making money, it's fine. There's, nothing, there's no issue with that. Uh, but one thing I am glad about is the, the regulations that are being put in, like the GDPR and uh, the California regulations. We do need privacy, right? Otherwise, it, it just so detrimental to the individual when you lose your data, right, personal data. So I think the responsibility will fall eventually to the hardware companies. And, uh, but the problem is so monumental, and it, when it does, I don't think they can fix it in years to come. I think it will take them five to ten years to, before they can actually get to a point where they can actually have a system that is secure. Because of the infrastructure that is already there, the momentum of that infrastructure is so large that you can't just fix it, right? Because if you consider Microsoft Windows, for example, you know, 300 million lines of code, how do you deal with that kind of an operating system, Microsoft uh, OS? People who started that company they're not even around to look at where the flaws are, right? So you need something which is kind of groundbreaking, starting from the ground up, an architecture that will be secure for everybody, mm -hmm. right? Intel certainly can't do it because if Intel makes a change, operating system has to change, and then the application has to change, right? So your word files and everything else, everything has to change. Mm -hmm. So it's a monumental problem. It's not like that they don't know what the problem is, but they can't fix anything because it needs a new architecture. So if you fix the problem in hardware, yes. the problem that's, in, that's inherent in the software would not be as devastating. 
uh, it would not be as devastating, but then you have to port all the applications onto a new hardware, yeah. right? And that is going to take time, and that could take five years to do something like that. And then each application, each vendor has to make those changes. So it is a monumental problem, and I, and I can understand why um, you know, there are regulations, and there has to be, because otherwise it'll just keep going to infinity. And uh, we'll, all of us are vulnerable then. Let me ask you this. Um, I've been trying to get a California legislator on the record about this issue of the insecurity of hardware. I mean, they're all very proud of the California Consumer Protection Act um, that's been delayed. Most of them won't return my phone calls. I've only gotten one to actually talked to me, but he said it was off the record. And when I explained what I was asking, his face went white and his eyes went really big, which told me that he had no concept of how big this problem was and how devastating it could possibly be. Uh, and then he, you know, he walked away. Right. Um, but I find that to be not just in our legislators, but even when I talk to digital security experts, they don't seem to realize how big the problem is in hardware. Do you yeah. think that's true? Uh, I, or, or, or do they just say, there's nothing we can do about it, so we're going to do it in software? Uh, I think people know that there is a problem in hardware. Uh, and the software is an easier way to kind of mitigate a small problem that you might have. And so you're attacking, you're addressing a, a small issue, but you're not addressing the whole issue, mm -hmm. right? And I think everybody understands that today. Um, and because of... Uh, Except the legislators. <laughs> Spectrum Meltdown was announced last year, mm -hmm. as you know, right? So people know that there are issues with the hardware as well. Um, and I think it, some, of the, some of the experts also don't understand the real, the, the real um, what do you call that, uh, to the extent that that the problems actually exist. Mm -hmm. um, people think that they can solve the problems with software, but uh, it's not possible to do that. Um, I was in a uh, Senate committee at one time. They were talking about security, and there was an expert. So one of the senators asked us, "Why? When are we going to see this problem resolved?" You know, we keep looking at all these uh, cyber attacks and cyber crimes, when is this problem going to get resolved? And the person who was an expert at the panel, he said, well, it might take about 15 to 20 years. Wow. Okay. So, because they don't even know what the issue is. And, uh, and I think that Axiato, the way we are approaching the problem, is totally different from any company that have, has ever uh, thought about a solution like this is to remove each and every single attack surface that you can possibly have on each one of the modules that go into building the microprocessor. And once you've done that, and you have AI to help you to uh, intelligently look at traffic, only then you can resolve these problems. And uh, like I gave you the example of uh, Linux operating system. So if you got if it's too large, there's no way you can actually protect it from uh, attack surfaces. So software has to be very, very thin. 
everything has to come into hardware. And this is uh, when we were actually architecting this thing, we actually took a lot of the software portions, uh, the macros of software, to put it into hardware because mm -hmm. it's not necessary to have them in software. Yeah. Right. And to be right. clear as to what this thing is, because you and I both know what it is, yes. you are making a device we're that making yes that will sit on top of the enterprise right and protect all the everything underneath it right and uh, so the idea is how do you protect the infrastructure today mm -hmm. right it's too large you cannot protect each and every single device right. but you certainly can protect a perimeter if you have true security you can protect the perimeter and all of the infrastructure behind it and that's what we're doing so little by little you can get to the point where the entire infrastructure in the world will be secure and safe. Won't that be lovely? <laughs> oh, I think it's I think it's very doable. Yeah. When do I you think, think when do you think we'll actually be able to have that? I I'm think, putting you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 2020 uh, I think is the time when you will start seeing those systems out there in the field and uh, which will be protecting the perimeter. Okay. And oh, hopefully this is a full security for All right. people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was Ashok Babar, CEO of Axiato Corporation, and what he thinks about consumer digital consumer privacy protection laws and how we're going to be able to actually uh, deal with those things and, and do it without putting companies out of business. Again, this has been Crucial Tech. I'm your host, Lou Covey. Uh, this is a production of Footwasher Media. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them to me at lou at footwashermedia.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.